0: are you ready oh yeah let me tell you something brother if you're looking for the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe then look no further than ring the bell bringing you the best in the world at what we do and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews baby now ring the bell
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell. No time to waste. We have a lot to cover. I'm host Andrew with me once again. It's Mr. Ross Bell. Hi, sir. You're right.
2: Yeah, good mate. Looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, what's this? What's our episode this week? <laughs> this is
2: sure Michael's 1997.
1: So big, it's got its own podcast. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we never thought that would happen. Um, but yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, he had a very, very busy year, didn't he, at 97?
1: Yeah, he got up to a bit. <laughs> got around. Uh, so, when we last left HBK, he um, had just lost the WF Championship at Survivor Series 96 to Psycho Sid yes. in a raucous MSG that mm. hated his guts.
2: Yeah, and loved Sid, weirdly.
1: They did, yeah. Words no one's really said since <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in Your House, It's Time, the show that was basically built around Vader, but he had been since kicked out of the major creative plans for the main event. Thank you, Sean Michaels.
2: Didn't change the name, though.
1: Yep, didn't change the name. Didn't do all of that, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Michael's a commentator, basically run down and buried Sid in commentary, and Sean and Bret Hart, and that ended '96. So as we go yeah. into 1997, straight into the Royal Rumble, in San Antonio, Texas, the hometown boy Shawn Michaels beat Sid to regain the WF Championship. <gasps> Following this, it soon emerged, thanks to the online newsletters and all the other stuff that should be taken as gospel, obviously. obviously. The, the creative plan, dating back to WrestleMania 12, the previous year, was for Brett to take several months off, which ended up being longer. Yep. Um, he would then return around SummerSlam and put over Michaels in a series of uh, ladder matches. I bet Brett loved that. <laughs> uh, Brett was still bitter over the fact that he brought the ladder gimmick into the company, and yet it was put before a mass audience first for Michaels versus Razor because Vince is going to Vince, obviously. Yeah, he will. Uh, Michael, uh, Brett wasn't happy about having to come back and do that. Also, apparently Brett said to Michael, um, uh, as long as I'm around, you're never going to be a big star, so I'm going to graciously take time off to allow you to be the heads, the headline star.
2: <laughs> I okay. do love that. That's really great.
1: What a guy Brett is. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> uh, because he was unhappy about everything, he decides to extend his time off. He eventually came back in October, uh, setting up as far as he So, yeah, Brett carried on being off. uh, But when he came back, it would be the proviso that he would regain the WF Championship from Sid, who would beat Michaels at an undetermined place in early '97. Uh, Brett would then beat Sean at WrestleMania 13 because Brett owed him one, and it was Sean's turn to return the favour for WrestleMania 12. Michaels, however, didn't really feel like doing this, (laughs) didn't feel like losing to Sid and Brett six weeks apart. So, Michaels down my eye Michael's got a knee injury and therefore told management that he would have to take time off and maybe even retire
2: yeah Oof. I mean he the irony vac- that he had to retire two years later through injuries it's not lost on me
1: it's almost gorgeous isn't it to be yeah. honest uh, he vacated the championship on the famous or infamous Thursday Raw Thursday event where he mm. cut a heartfelt promo in which he explained that doctors had informed him that the knee injury was so serious he might have to retire oh, and no. that he lost his smile.
2: If you don't know that, that if you don't know that, the, the story of Sean losing his smile, I don't know why you're watching, to be honest, because it's one of the most famous things in wrestling.
1: It's a line that he's been criticized with uh, both in promos and outside of storylines for years ever yeah. since then. It's kind of the benchmark to which all political I don't want to lose <laughs> situations has been measured up against Is Have you lost your smile like your Michaels did? Yeah.
0: I know that over uh, the last several months, I've lost a lot of things and one of them has been my smile. And, and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody else, but it means a lot to me. So I have to go back and fix myself and take care of myself. And I have to go back and I have to find my smile because somewhere along the line, I lost it. And I don't care, really. I don't care if it's unpopular. I don't care if uh, people want to make fun of me because I'm an emotional guy. Um, but this is, this is all I've ever wanted to do. And uh, over the last year, I got to do it. And whether you like me or not, I just want to tell you that. Uh, Last year was the most wonderful year of my life and uh, if I never get to do it again, it'll be okay because I got to live one full year as being the number one guy in this business and it was the single most greatest year of my life and I have you to thank and I have everybody here to thank and it means a lot to me and uh, I'm going to go home now.
1: Uh, do you remember when you were watching 97 did you know of any of this or was this all information that came to you much much later
2: no so it's all would have been 2000 onwards that after the retirement probably I mean, that's quite naive as a wrestling fan so it probably wouldn't even been until he would not until he return but a long time until he's kind of his absence when I realised, actually, Sean was the one dick, wasn't he? He, was, uh, <laughs> he just didn't want to lose to people, and he was quite happy to just take him forward and go home with it, to quote Steve Austin.
1: What about as a viewer in 97? He was unaware of all the backstage machinations and everything else. What did you as a viewer think about watching this, you know, injured Sean Michaels having to give up what he loved the most?
2: <laughs> well, I said in the last episode, I was genuinely sh- uh, like, shocked and worried and concerned when Sean... Um, Collapsed in the ring following the insecurity from Owen Heart. so I bought into it. I was really into it. I thought, okay, Sean the lost his market thing is just—it's ridiculous. It's such a shit line to roll out. Yeah, but if he's got a knee injury and they're playing it as this is a serious knee injury, then yeah, I mean, I not i wasn't against that. I thought it was a—it was kind of—it was real. I thought he was going to be gone and seriously injured.
1: And then we had the whole hot potato thing where it got put up for the vacated. Uh, in the fatal four-way um, yeah. between Bret Vader, Austin, and Taker, Bret won the belt and then dropped it the next night to Sid, who then went on to WrestleMania to drop it to Undertaker. It
2: was a weird time. It was a very weird time.
1: Yes, uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, uh, funnily enough, as a commentator for the main event between yeah. Sid and Undertaker. Uh, next night, next night, big night after WrestleMania, well, before that was really even a thing. Uh, Bret Hart was cutting mm. the promo. Michaels interrupted and Bret putting around the figure of uh, the figure four round the ring post. And I love that. It made no sense that move. I can't see how it hurt even more, but I still loved it. It looked great.
2: It looks great. Even to this day it still looks great. It's yeah. a great thing to do.
1: Um, at this point the working plan was for Michaels who funny enough wasn't going to retire. He was actually okay. You'll be shocked mm. to hear. Uh, <laughs> the plan was for Brett and Sean to face off at King of the Ring. Um, and the stipulation would be added in which that if Brett didn't um, beat Sean in ten minutes or less, he would have to agree never to wrestle in the US again and that the Heart Foundation would be handcuffed to the four corners of the ring. Brilliant. But that Brett would somehow still get that 10-minute victory and would obviously escape the banning of US action. Yeah. Uh, Two weeks later, a rather infamous segment. Uh, Brett and Sean were in the middle of the ring for a promo. Um, Brett had been attacked by Austin previously and was therefore in a wheelchair, Mm. selling a knee injury.
2: I love Brett in his wheelchair.
1: Yep. Probably Um, cranky old man. (laughs) Uh, Brett was cut in a promo. Uh, and talking, and talking, and talking. Uh, Sean was waiting for the cue, in which case he would super kick Brett and he would fall out of his chair in a comedic fashion. Yeah. Brett never hit that cue, and Sean had to stand <laughs> there and listen and be insulted without retaliating until the show went off the air.
2: It's very clever. Very clever from Brett. And yeah.
1: <laughs> um the super kick did eventually come. The cue came, the kick came, but after the cameras had stopped rolling live, it had to be shown the following week on replay. Uh, Sean was furious. The people that easily got in his ear were telling him that Brett sabotaged him, made him look silly. Definitely did. Not hitting the course he did. You can't tell me, <laughs> Brett. Brett, I know Brett, so everyone's like, Brett, was like, Brett's a professional. He wouldn't miss his cue. Yeah. I'm sorry. These two do not like each other.
2: He is a pro. He's a pro, pro, but he's also a massive politician himself. Absolutely. And he is not going to be outdone by Sean Michael.
1: Absolutely. Um, for the record, reportedly, most WWF officials actually believed that it was a mistake and Brett didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I think they're wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Sean Michael has met with Vince shortly after this and asked him to release him his contract. You just think, this fool of shit went down. He wants out yeah. even now. My Amazing. God. Uh, the following week, Michael's was um, backstage and interrupted another heart But at this point, Brett Hart was cutting promos for 20, 25 minutes ago, every single week.
2: It's where Triple got inspiration from, was not it? I think
1: it was. Yeah. Definitely. And this was before the Canada stuff even kicked in.
2: Yeah. Jesus really. God.
1: The Hart Foundation yeah. reunited, but they hadn't really built up that xenophobic, sort of, jingoistic, we hate America thing, really, mm. but full on yet. Yeah. So Brett was talking, and Michael's interrupted on the Totentron. Uh, Michaels did not sound sober, let's quite make it clear now.
2: Yeah, basically,
1: man was drunk, he, he, yeah, he, was. he was he was out, he was slow in his words. He commented that Brett had been seen some sunny days. Um, Brett didn't know that line was coming, and Brett, no. you could see, was pissed.
2: Yeah, Brett's wife also not too happy about that.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, the line wasn't scripted, Brett was visibly angry, and uh. The two had already been told by management for, to stop making insider references that people mm. wouldn't understand. So, of course, Sean being Sean ignored that <laughs> and kept doing it. Brilliant.
2: Yeah, that's what Sean does best.
1: Uh, May 26th Raw, Michael's returned to the ring looking absolutely fine for someone that might have had to retire four months previously. Yeah. Uh, he and Austin won the tag belts in an absolute classic from Owen and Bulldog. My God, what a, this, this might be one of the best tag matches to this day I've ever seen. Yeah, it was Outstanding. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, after the match, Austin attacked Brett and re injured his knee, quote unquote. Uh, this was done to write Brett out of the King of the Ring match, but by now it had already been scrapped. Brett wasn't right. recovering from his knee injury as fast as he would have hoped. Yeah. So they took him out, and this angle was there to with basically to cover that. Uh, during this whole time, Michaels was still doing the fighting tag team champions partner gimmick that's mm-hmm. being done almost to this day, it seems.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Michaels and Austin was announced at King of the Ring six days before the event. Wow. Six days.
2: I mean, we have a go at the, their, um, their booking now. It's been the same for 20 years, <laughs> 22
1: years. I mean, I've done research late, like later years for Michaels if we get to an episode, whatever we have to do on it. Mm. Um, there's other times where he's booked for matches six days before the pay for you. I'm like, what? Like, at this point, this is 97. Austin and Michaels are two of your hottest talents. Yeah. I'll get your scrambling because of the Brett injury, but even so, yeah,
2: six Jesus days. Not, it's not good enough, is it?
1: Okay, uh, King of the Ring, him and Austin, had a great, great match. Ending the draw, obviously, because no one's going to take a loss in that one yet. Austin oh, no. should be getting beaten, and Michaels probably isn't going to want to get beaten.
2: The, yeah, he jumped to anyone, it?
1: No. Okay, following night, all hell broke loose. Um, we can't tell this story in any adaptive, paraphrase way, so we are going to basically <laughs> go straight to The Observer on this one. Um, so if you've read yeah. The Observer or The Observer yearbook that we both have, and you recognise this... Bear with us, but this is the only way we can really detail how how much this went down. So both Michael's and Brett were in a meeting, um, long personal conversation with Vince, to the point where Vince was having little time to converse with anyone else regarding anything to do with that night's show. No one could get time with Vince because of Brett and Sean. Um, Brett went into Michael's dressing room. The two began arguing. There were eyewitnesses to this, which basically said that they argued and started fighting. It was rather... Personal life. Brett was how about the sunny the sunny days comment. Michaels basically wouldn't refuse, uh, wouldn't apologize for it. The two went at it, full on brawling. Uh, most versions have it that Hart started it, but Michaels was every bit as guilty in participating it. Uh, it was believed to have been a one sided tussle, which on a few punches being thrown and a large clump of Michaels' hair being ripped out of his head, Oof. to the point where it's described that Michael was given a major bald spot. Jesus. His face was all puffed up from Brett's punches and he was bleeding from the elbow because uh, he'd been thrown on the floor. Uh, Brett apparently aggravated his recently repaired knee, but none of his injuries were serious. Uh, Briscoe and Patterson, of all the people that run in to break it up, <laughs> Briscoe and Patterson Stoogies. running with some other wrestlers to break it up. Hart was on top of Michael's pounding on him. Uh, there was a back and forth between Briscoe and Hart. Who would really have won that one? Briscoe were mm. taking him straight down. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a long time in another room Chris, Brusco and Hart were arguing. Um, eventually, Brett left the arena about half past eight in the evening. Uh, didn't appear on the TV show until he was booked. Didn't appear on the TV show. He left. Uh, Michaels was blown up from the fight. A bit worse for wear, but not injured. Uh, he could have appeared in the TV show. He didn't. He went to Vince and basically shouted, said he wants to leave. Yeah. Um, I'll never work for your fucking ass again. Um, Sean left just before eight o'clock. So just before Brett did. Uh, michael said he wouldn't work for the half wouldn't work with the half foundation tv ever again couldn't trust them couldn't stay in this environment couldn't work in this environment um also claimed that if he could make it to boston when nitro was being held that night he would have appeared live on nitro imagine good luck with that sean yeah that's crazy that's insane
2: imagine if he had just appeared on episode nitro because they wouldn't have stopped him would they they would have welcomed him with open arms
1: can you see Eric going, no, Sean, I can't put you on live no, TV. Exactly. Come on, you know. There
2: you go. There's the ring, Sean. Off you I'll go. deal with the
1: legal battle afterwards. Yeah. Stand in that ring and cut a promo. Bad mouth
2: Vince and Brett and the Heart Foundation in our ring on live TV. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> um, on the live Raw, Vince did acknowledge the situation in as much as saying that both men had been sent home from here due to unprofessional conduct. JR acknowledged the incident on this hotline. Um, but he wouldn't go into any more details other than making it clear it wasn't an angle. Uh, and that Michaels had walked out of the WBF and they didn't know what was going to happen and also that they didn't know what was going to happen with the Michaels-Austin tag team and the fact they were tag team champions. Yeah. The following day, after all that shit went down, uh, Vince put a memo out to all internal employees saying that uh, last night in Hartford, Sean Michaels breached his contract by refusing to perform. We are hopeful that he will reconsider his position and return to work. Sean has four years left on the five-year contract. The door is always open for him to return under the terms of his deal. So whether Sean likes it or not, he ain't going to WCW any Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael's met with Vince on June the 18th along with his father to iron out some issues. Michael's again asked to leave WWE, um, where he claimed he would be set for life. The questions then were raised, how would you know that? Because WWE are legally not allowed to make you a contract offer because you're under contract. So <laughs> someone's lying or someone's in the <laughs> wrong here.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think he probably he did heard from Nash and Hall. Uh, of course Hall, and they, This is how much we're getting paid. You can get even more than this.
1: Well, there was the rumours that Nash and Hall won the favoured nations in WWE, the where they had to be the highest paid people. Yeah. Apart from obviously Hogan. So... Yeah. Um, they the would have
2: had Sean, all four... Sean would definitely join that club and that company would have gone bust even sooner than it really did.
1: Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Sean, apparently Sean... Either Sean claimed or people close to Sean claimed that Sean had a deal where he would have to be paid the most. So when Brett got his new deal... Shaw would legally Sean be entitled to way. cause breach of contract, but the fact that he never called breach of contract says that Shaw must have been lying about his clause. So right. who knew, yeah. knows what the truth was with contracts at any mm. point, really? Yeah. Um, end of June, Michael's attorney advised the company that he hadn't breached his contract and it was injured in the fight and he wouldn't be able to wrestle for another four to six weeks. Uh, Michaels was taken out of the 10 man Canadian Stampede tag team match. Can you imagine the heat if Shaw Michaels had been in that match? <laughs> I mean the heat was audio we've yeah, done that it match. Was, it's a classic it's it amazing. was
2: insane anyway yeah if Can you imagine if Sean there? was there holy crap yeah oh
1: my god Um, Sean returned on the July 7th Raw in San Antonio funnily enough uh, cut a promo about wanting to be at SummerSlam i watched a lot of these in the research for this and hmm. I think this is the first time that Vince is like wink wink acknowledges the owner because Sean says yeah it was definitely about, around this like, time wasn't it yeah he says about oh I have to ask WF management and he turns to Vince and goes, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, so I think it might have been the first time Vince is kind of outed, almost.
2: Yeah, it definitely was around this time. Like, it obviously led up to Survivor Series, but I remember Brett saying, like, you make this match, my man. You do this for me. Like, yeah, it was was definitely this era.
1: Uh, Two weeks later, on a Royal in Canada, at this point, the Raw Canada-America thing. Were they booking arenas on the floor? Did it just happen to work out they were in Canada every two or three weeks?
2: I've always heard that it was planned that they would be back and forth, back and forth, but it, it they have this luck, don't they? look With Punk and Chicago when he's leaving that, yeah. it, it just works out that it's so perfectly entwined with their storylines that they just get lucky with these things, I think.
1: So given that we always hear how far in advance they advertise and they book these live events, yeah. how far in advance did they plan this USA thing? Because I always thought it was a somewhat spur-of-the-moment shit, what are we are going to do?
2: Yeah, because Team U.S. USA is awful.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, on
2: the whole.
1: <sighs> yeah, It worked out well for them, though, because yeah. the atmosphere they got week in, week out almost at these shows was...
2: I think this whole era is just... Everything is being booked on the fly, basically. They're living by the seat of their pants every single week, and everything is, everything is just falling into place absolutely perfectly for them.
1: Because this is a bit before Rousseau full-on, isn't it? He, yeah. he was there. I know he was involved. We were here. I he was always in the meetings. He was working on the magazine. He's 98, is before, 99, isn't he? Yeah. So this isn't Russo craziness. This is just this is the template for yeah. what Rousseau would kind of take and make, for good or bad, his own. Mm. Um. Back in Canada on Raw, Michael's announced he would be the special guest referee for Brett versus Taker at SummerSlam, uh, with the proviso that if he didn't call it straight down the middle, he would be banned from competing uh, in America (laughs) ever again.
2: Yeah. He didn't really call it straight down the middle, did he? Because he swung a chair
1: <laughs> he did yes uh, SummerSlam great main event I love this main event yeah the whole, it's brilliant uh, the cards on and off but this main event is, is outstanding Brett I feel bad for all guys
2: I feel bad for all the guys that kind of mixed up in this because yes. Taker always just gets forgotten about in this he had a really good match with Brett
1: well we spoke in the Taker episodes 97 was probably his best year for matches yeah. okay the Sid one wasn't great but you think he had the Mankind stuff in mm. 97 he had Austin 97 Cold Down Hell yeah. Brett SummerSlam Taker had a good in-ring year as champion yeah
2: And then the Michaels uh, cell match, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, there was two stories intertwined, weren't there, almost.
1: It's like, Taker got put in the main event for Mania because Sean had fucked off and Mm. Brett, you know, had dropped it. So Taker was, oh, you're Taker, you're having it. You are number one guy again. After so long of fighting big guys and freaks. Yeah. And then he kind of gets shunted down in this Brett and Sean thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to feel bad for Taker. He kind of... Then got he also the right has side. the
2: Kane stuff coming but Yeah,
1: the Kane stuff. I mean, is, is there a better year for storytelling? <laughs>
2: there probably it's is, 97, off the top is of your head. right up there.
1: I know the Brett Sean stuff was into time of real life, but they kind of worked it back around to kayfabe around this mm. time. you got Taker and Kane bubbling, Was probably for me, the matches were shit, but Taker and Kane yeah. probably the best long-term storytelling I've ever seen from that company.
2: Yeah, they they're well, they on point definitely with all this, the kind of the head the headline stories anyway the, the mid card and below was awful but oh, God, that yeah. would that would build up in the Russo era he was all about the mid-card guys
1: so SummerSlam finish um Brett was unhappy about the decision obviously so he spat the biggest gob of saliva you've ever seen um at Shawn Michaels
2: good spitter Brett he's it a very a good very, spitter
1: yeah, very, well Vince or that survival Series <laughs> uh, so, uh Shawn swung a chair with gusto I might add Jesus um, Christ yeah <laughs> yeah. Brett, uh, Brett Duck, Taker got walloped with that chair, and take a cu- uh, Brett covered, take- Sean had to count the three, Brett wins, five-time world champion, and Sean has given the belt to his mortal enemy.
2: So that that was his more than Hogan, wasn't it, as well? No,
1: uh, he four? tied Hogan, Hogan oh, that was it, yeah. five of WrestleMania nine, Yeah. so yeah, Brett became... Five time WF champion. Life time. That was the pinnacle for me of storytelling. Seeing Sean have to count Brett and look him eye to eye as he was counting. So you don't yeah. get better than that. You just don't get better story than that. It's brilliant. No, you don't. Um, next night, on Royal Michael's turned heel fully. Uh, said, I did, I did my best for you. I came back, I refereed, and this is the thanks I get. Uh, it was announced that Michael's versus Undertaker would be at ground zero. The first time they'd ever faced each other, believe it or not.
2: Yeah, didn't face each other a lot. Maybe what? Maybe five times in total their entire their entire runs, and what if you discount the the stuff in Saudi? But yeah, they always had pretty good matches. These two.
1: Uh, Apparently, Brett, like many things, was unhappy about Shawn Michaels turning heel because Brett was no longer the number one heel in the company. I love how
2: petty it is. These are grown-ass men with families and responsibilities and they're just, they're so petty with each other. It's brilliant.
1: Oh, he turned heel, but I'm (laughs) a bad guy.
2: (laughs) And he can't turn a face because Austin's coming up as well. So he can't be the one face. face either.
1: (laughs) and then Kane's there like, I don't care, I'm a heel, but I'll set my parents on fire. So, you know, (laughs) I'll take you both down. Michael's um, return to the ring uh, the following week beat Mankind the main event of Raw the match also saw the WF return of Rick Rude which caught yeah. everyone unawares
2: this, this still doesn't fit right with me why would Rick Rude hang around with DX
1: well wasn't he just basically uh, hired gun? so he didn't yeah. really have any allegiance other to the money in the briefcase he, just, he was he, the new
2: Diesel wasn't he the new pretty much, yeah. Sid he was Sean's bodyguard but after having Sid and Diesel Rick Rude he's a fantastic wrestler in his time but he's a step down in terms of size those guys were massive
1: yeah, a little bit. Um, Triple H and China were also there or thereabouts, and they started the mm. lights with Sean. I wonder if that will go anywhere. Might have <laughs> nah. um Team of Triple H for the first time the following week losing by DQ to take and Mankind. It was only notable for the fact that Triple H and Sean teamed for the first time, really. The match yeah. was nothing. Um, around-
2: this this was, was weird, though, because why is yeah. this Hunter Helms teaming with this Sean Michaels? Yeah, who is this guy? So he's
1: right. a blue blood, banging entrance music. Oh, to yeah. joy, banger. Brilliant. Boom. He's with short, short. no, yeah, wow. no, yeah. Well, how's, really how are they, friends? Ground zero, um, what a match this was for the first time. We did, did this, Triple H lost his top, he was topless. It was, that was the headline for me, somehow, <laughs> weirdly. We move on, Twitch viewers are watching this as we record this. We move on from that. Um, they went to a no contest, which precipitated the announcement for the first time ever Hell in a Cell. Mm. What yeah. do you think when Hell in a Cell was first announced? When they described what it would be like, as a viewer who knew what cage matches were, obviously we did see War Games because I wasn't a WWE guy growing up, so I didn't no, know what war really watch. What was your view on Hell in a Cell?
2: I was so excited. Yes, yeah. so excited. I loved the cage matches, the old blue cage matches. I loved. And then, yeah, putting a roof on it. Damn, these boys are just going. It's an all going to be an all out war in there. And then we've done this match as well. The the, the debut of Kane. Yeah. It, It it terrified me. It genuinely terrified me when I was a kid because who is this guy? He is ridiculous. Like, it just rips the door off. Shit.
1: Still the best Hell in a Cell match?
2: It's up there. There's been uh, more spectacular ones, but in terms of actual match-match, it's pretty high.
1: Okay, slight um, sidebar on this. Where do you rank Take a Mankind Hell in a Cell? (laughs) Because obviously it's, 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 it's gained this cult classic status but is it really deserving other than Frodo trying to kill himself on the grand scale yeah, what's it really got to
2: it there's no match that's the problem for two guys going in there in the conditions they're in taking with his broken foot and Mick, Mick all the stuff he went through it's probably the the most I don't know what the word is but two guys that shouldn't have been there doing that yeah. but they did it anyway and I respect them immensely for that but yeah the match itself is, is, is nothing really apart from the big spot.
1: I, I mean, there's been plenty of Hell the Cell matches. Some have been good, some have been bad, some have been great. But yeah. not just because it was the first, but there was something special about Taker and Michaels. It was yeah. Michaels bumping for someone who he respected. He wasn't trying to one-up him. He wasn't trying to be unprofessional. wasn't evading the situation here.
2: Yeah, it was it's for Sean Michael. being a worker, a proper worker. And you could tell Taker didn't really like him either.
1: And also, on the side note, it's, actually this match also has, for me, the best example of someone getting colour... Without overly making it obvious <clears throat> that yeah. they're getting color at the same time, yeah. Because we always see someone gets hit with a chair shot; they go down, they cover up their head. Oh wait, they're going to bleed. Mm. Michaels, unless you slow-mo it, you yeah. don't see where he cuts, and that's yeah. amazing. It sounds yeah, a little we, thing we talking someone's about that, head, you, when someone's head, yeah, you, amazing, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so September fifteenth, RAW. It was taped. Uh, Michaels cut a promo that was interrupted by a pre-recorded promo, but from Undertaker. Michaels, who obviously in this night wasn't, just didn't give a shit and, you know, whatever. Michaels yeah. responded by insulting Taker and challenging him to come to the ring, something he knew he couldn't do because he wasn't even in the building at the time. <laughs> Michaels continued to insult him, uh, making Taker's character look really weak for not coming out there and beating up this guy who's challenging you. Yeah. Uh, Taker wasn't at the tapings. Vince wasn't at the tapings. JR was in charge. I think maybe a Pritchard, maybe post Pritchard <laughs> by now. Taker was furious because he had been made to be weak because Michael's is just calling them out with mm. no response. Um, the segment was heavily edited. If you watch it back now, and I, and I did, you wouldn't, tell, you wouldn't tell if it was up. It was... Yeah. That was also the same night like, that Michaels decided to stuff about four pairs of socks down his cycling shorts and crotch chop in front of JR and jump in front of him and crotch first. What? I don't know what the man's on. Like... Pff.
2: I really didn't like this iteration of DX... For me, DX is Triple H, Xbox, Outlaws. It it, this situation, DX was just two idiots making dick yeah. jokes permanently. I didn't Before find DX it funny.
1: was officially a thing, these two... Because Triple H was still mid Carter. It didn't yeah. feel like he would earned... He's earned <laughs> the right word, but like, he's only been there two years at this point.
2: Yeah. He's just bodied up with the biggest guy in the company at the time. I was 13, yeah. and I should have found dick jokes hilarious, but I just didn't, <laughs> didn't find it funny.
1: You were the target market!
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: It didn't work. <laughs> right, one night only. This has its controversy. Um, British Bulldog defend the European Championship against Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, Bulldog, was booked to win the match originally and went so far as to dedicate the match to his cancer-stripping <laughs> sister. And rule 101 of wrestling is if you, if you dedicate a match to someone with cancer, it's a surefire, 100% guaranteed you're going over. This like, is
2: the worst thing Sean's done.
1: Rock and Punk at Rumble. Rock said, you know, my mum had cancer and I'm going to dedicate to her, you know, Punk's losing. Like, yeah. Rock's, got, Rock's, Rock's not losing after doing that. Like, he's no. not losing anyway. But if he's going to say, mum, you had cancer, I'm going to win this for you. Skip yeah. give him the belt now. Like, don't mm-hmm. grab the match.
2: Yeah.
1: Earlier in the show, or earlier in the day, for one that only, my apparently went to Vince and said, Vince, got an idea. Brother. <laughs> uh has this becoming a theme generally over the years? <laughs> um, Michael suggested, or someone suggested Michael's backed up, that the business would be better if Michael's won the belt here and then they could do a rematch later down the line. <laughs> um, again, from the observer, we'll go back to that. About yeah. an hour before the beginning of the pay-per-view, shown in Birmingham, um, McMahon approached Davy Boy and asked him to put Sean over for the European title on the night. Smith was apparently shocked, having been told all along, you're going to win. The explanation given to him, that even though Europe was Bulldogs territory, um, they wanted to build for a second bigger show, which technically does make sense. Build up the comeback and and the business. But don't tell a guy he's going over. Don't say, here's a promo dedicated to your cancer-stricken sister. Oh, wait, we're going to have you lose. Yeah, No, because they thought they could get the crowd back a year or so down the line, Same did for for Rumble in San Antonio, where they drew like yeah. sixty thousand fans, where business was not good. Mm. It made sense. Yeah. But the problem is, don't approach Bulldog at the beginning of the show to promote to, to say this.
2: No, it it just leaves a really horrible taste in my mouth. Like like you said, it does make sense to save it for a bigger a bigger thing, letting get Bulldog get his belt back. But it just. It didn't need to happen. It's a UK only pay per view that no one in America gives two shits about. No, not at all. Like people in the UK barely cared about them. They were just like, <laughs> oh, no one's going to change, no titles can change hands because it's in the UK.
1: And Brett, and Bulldog has dedicated the match to his sister. He's definitely not going to lose. <laughs> um, Brett was unhappy. You'd be shocked to hear. Uh... Not so much because Bulldog lost, he was more unhappy that he was written not to come and help Bulldog at ringside. Yeah, because DX was there or DX before DX were there the Heart Hmm. Foundation were backstage didn't come out and help Bulldog and there was no explanation I mean he's got a point that's not good no would it be so hard to have them shown with a forklift in front of their dressing room or to have them been knocked out earlier in the night or say they've been banned from ringside something
2: well yeah you could have easily worked around that yeah
1: Okay, back on US soil. Um, Sean is in gloating mode now with the the European title that he's gripped out of Bulldog's hands. Heaven in the cell. Uh, Undertaker. What else is there to say about this? Match is great. Chair shots. That chair shot on Michael's at the end. My God, it hurts me just thinking about it.
2: Yeah. Full on. One of the most full on chair shots.
1: Kane came out. Tombstone taker. uh, Sean crawled out of a literal pool of his own blood to get the win. And, yeah, that earns him the right against Bret Hart at Survivor Series for the WF Championship. <laughs> uh, October 13th Raw, DX are officially named DX. A Sarge? Uh, no, by themselves, actually. I think Brett mm-hmm. called them degenerates. So, Sean went, you call us degenerates? Degeneration X gets a bad name. Well, how about this? Degeneration X.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Done. All because of Bret Hart calling degenerates? Bret. Bret Hart, making history. Beginning of November, all shit turns hell again. Um, Brett gave notice to the WF and signed with WCW.
0: Whoa! Vince
1: told him we couldn't we can't pay you anymore, so go sign so with Eddie, it, oh,
2: This whole thing, like we've all watched wrestling Michellos, We probably all watched the um, the TV series, I can't what it's called now. The preview on the whole episode of Brett. Yeah, it, I can't ever feel sorry for him. Because he didn't want to go to WWE, he wanted right. to just be the, the WWF guy. This was his his company. He yeah. was a champion. He would do anything for his company, and he was properly screwed. Regardless of the screw job, he was screwed before this with that twenty year contract that been softened him. It was it's just so shit for him. I was, was so bad for him.
1: He wanted to work to the retire, then he'd go into the back office, go into training development, whatever yeah. coaching. He he wanted to end his career life with WWF. He didn't yeah. want to go anywhere.
2: He wanted to be what Shawn Michaels is now.
1: Basically, yeah, he was unhappy that he he sort of yes, he he could have maybe been a bit more accommodating with Michaels and obviously the position on the card, mm. but he didn't want we've to leave. all
2: worked with people that are like Shawn Michaels, yeah. man, who are just absolute. I'm going to say it, cunts, and you don't want to work, <laughs> you don't want to right, give Rich. them any edge or anything like that. You want to be like, no, you don't, you don't deserve this. I'm better than you, and I'm going to do this better than you can do it, but. Yeah, it's such an awful situation. I always think this is the it's the sliding doors moment of WWE and WCW. It could have gone completely the other way. Everything and
1: changes with this. Yeah, Everything this, changes. This
2: is where WWE wins forever on this.
1: So, with once all that was sorted out, and we'll get into that shortly. Um, focus went on to how the hell do we book Survivor Series now? <laughs> champ, our champion is leaving, and our champion <laughs> has a thirty day creative control window in which he can refuse to do anything we ask him to. Yeah. And it's in the contract. It's legally binding. Brett can say no to whatever. So, Vince, and obviously anyone who's seen WrestleMachellos will have seen this firsthand with all the the footage and everything. Um, Multiple scenarios were suggested. uh, Brett shot them all down. He doesn't want to lose in Canada. End of. I'm not putting Sean over in Canada. First things first, do you agree with Brett on this?
2: Yes. I think let Brett win, get him submitted, double DQ, whatever. Just get them out of that main event and let him drop the belt. The next night, make it make it a week later. He doesn't. He's gonna, he is going to do the right thing. I think I have always maintained that he would have done the right thing the whole time. But they just kind of they 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 put themselves into a situation didn't they where they just had to get the belt off him regardless, and it just always led such a sour taste in my mouth. But I think Brett was right. Yeah, you know, don't do the job. You've got this control in your contract. Use it.
1: Um, Brett said he drop it to Taker. He dropped it to Shamrock. He would come out on TV and, and relinquish it. Uh, he said Austin as well, was not he? Which was yeah, a huge kind of them. push for Austin. Yeah. He said that pretty much anyone over, but he just wouldn't. lose, He'd lose to Sean in Springfield Mass at the Generation X in your house the following month. Yeah. He wouldn't lose to Brett in Montreal.
2: Which is fair. <laughs> I think I, that, think. I think it's fair.
1: The bottom line, whether you think wrong or right, he was allowed to say no. Yeah. He had a legally binding clause that said if yeah. he could say no to this. Um, day of the show, the finish was finally agreed. It'd be a W.E.Q. Uh, the Heart Foundation would run out. Trivex audit ringside with China, or oh, no, yep. not with China. I think she was backstage. They would have a big schmoz and it'd be no deep, no, no contest. Get him out, yep. actually Get him out of the pay per view. Then do what we want to do afterwards. Sorted. Um, Brett was so sure of this. he had Earl Hebner on his side. He called Earl and said, "You know," and I was like, "Trust me. I swear on my kid's life, and all the t-shirts I can sell. I'm not going to screw <laughs> you over." Uh, you can trust me. Um Vader had warned Brett, obviously Vader being from Japan, the rest yep. of Japan, and said, Don't put yourself on the threat on the map for more than three seconds, don't put yourself in submission holds. And Brett was like, No, no, no. I've got I've got Earl, Earl's word, I'll be safe. Like it just gets you even now saying that like, I trust Earl, I trust Earl
2: Vader Vader told him. Vader's word he was sure and he's felt the wrath of Shawn. like you don't do this. You know what's gonna happen. So, <laughs> As if Earl was gonna say <laughs>
1: Survivor Series. We've and never talked way... about
2: this. We've done podcasts for what, yeah. six years now, I think. We've yeah. never talked about... So, uh, sure.
1: the idea was they didn't want to leak out that Brett had, had left. They didn't want to leak it out. And um, Brett writes, and it's all massively detailed in the Observer. We're not going to read word for word. It's all yeah. in there. has done, has been acknowledged as the most comprehensive write-up. Okay, Brett said that. The most comprehensive write-up, there is. Um, Brett didn't want to leaking out. Um, Brett was basically like, he had like a media guy or something and the media guy went, I'll tell you now, I bet there's one guy that already knows and you're too late. It's already out. So it leaked out online, fans knew there was a couple of live events that they were sort of charting you sold out to Brett on. So it it was already kind of half common knowledge, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Obviously 97, the internet's kind of in its infancy still, but Mm -hmm. you had the written newsletters and stuff like that, like the observer and figure four weekly and everything. So it was out in the torch. So other Series uh, had a hell of a match, actually. Great match they were having up until that point. Really, really good. Very um, yeah. really ferocious. One. It was. It, it came across quite realistic. It seemed like a quite a real fight. It had that a fight. It was. Um, Michael's, there's a ref bump. I went down. Um, in the Observer right up, um, the, the ref bump is planned. In the back, Mike Chiodo was due to be the running ref to replace Earl. Chiodo's yeah. all ready to go. Um, the Heart Foundation are at the back at Gorilla, waiting to go. Pritchard's on the headset because Vince is at ringside, which drew some questions of mm. why was Vince at ringside. Because storyline-wise, yep. it made no sense while Vince nope. was there. Um, backstage, there was, okay, everyone positioned. Bulldog, really go, Owen, oh, you're there. Kyodo, you ready? And all of a sudden, Earl gets up, <laughs> which shouldn't have happened. And Kyodo's apparently like, Whoa, oh, hang on. Why is
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Pritchard's going mad, trying to say to Erwin's headset, why are you getting up? Bulldog and Owen are confused. Sharpshooter was a planned spot. Sean had to put him in the sharpshooter. Brett would get the leg, pull it back, reverse it, that could be the DQ. Sean puts the sharpshooter on, glances at Hebner, who calls for the bell. Yeah. Watching this with none of this knowledge, which we wouldn't have had in 1997 at 15 years old, whatever, what the hell are you thinking? (laughs)
2: So I didn't I never actually watched this live because I was only I would have been thirteen ninety-seven. So I would didn't see this live. I saw this, the whole thing, the Tuesday after. So it would have been Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, at my friend Brian's house, because he had the internet, we didn't have it. So I went around his house and we we just watched kind of what we could online and what we read what we could read about it. And I remember seeing didn't see the finish, didn't see any of that. I just remember seeing Brett doing the WCW sign and the spit. And I thought, whoa, this is some serious shit has gone down. <laughs> and then I just had to find out more. So I just yeah. read everything I could about it. When I finally saw it, you can see Earl is up and he is ready to point to that timekeeper to ring the bell as soon as Sean slaps on that um yeah. shooter. It's <sighs> I just again I just feel so bad for Brett because he was just double-crossed by absolutely everyone. Like There was no reason the Bulldog and Owen couldn't have come out five minutes earlier and been at the ringside. It wouldn't have stopped anything. He still would have put the sharpshooter on and he still would have called for LaBelle. But it's just a man looking at him after it. You can see why he just rips the place apart because he is genuinely pissed that he has been just betrayed by a man that he thought he could trust in Vince, not so much Sean. And then the more you hear about Sean after just lying to his face and like being in tears and all this sort of stuff in the locker room, it's like, you're
1: such a little shit. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. Sean denied it. Um, well, again, the rest of my shadows uh, yeah. said, you in on, are you in on this? And she's said, no, I'll fucking cross my heart. I yeah. I asked him to his face. To do with uh, obviously much later it came out, but, um it, Sean did know that was it. Um, Sean, Spoke about it much later. He said it was probably the most uncomfortable day I've ever had in the wrestling business. By the time the day comes, the decision has been made. No one knows how it's going to go down uh, until Brett and I sit down to us in the match. Uh, none of this yeah. can actually go into play until we do that. And so it's just an uncomfortable day knowing what you know, assuming it's going to happen. Then you just have to be the one to orchestrate it all. It's the one thing to make a decision to do it, it's another thing to actually be the person to make it happen and then not having an idea of what you're going to do about it. Yeah. So uh, Sean claims that he, Hunter, and Vince had a phone call, and that was that. Um, there's been I love many that Hunter's sh- in on this. Somehow, <laughs> such a, like a mid-card has got in. There. <laughs> there's been a lot of you know. I said this. They said this about who actually floated the idea. I think Russo's claimed that he joked about it and said, oh, "Why don't you just screw a the, the ring and take the-, you know whatever? Why don't you get yeah. the bell on him?" And <clears> that <throat> kind of got put into. I don't know if that is just Russo being Russo, or he joked and Vince thought, "Hang on, wow." So That's I've heard idea. that
2: Rousseau floated it. I've also heard that Cornet floated it and that neither of them want to actually take credit for who floated the idea in the first place. And they all, they've kind of got this long running war about kind of who actually said it. It's such a weird thing. I do not Maybe they want to be on Brett's good side, the pairing. I don't know why Vince would care, but yeah, it seems like no, no one wants to actually say, like, because I remember Cornette saying this is an idea that they saw in Japan that had been done before. But Which is like, why Vader
1: was, was suggesting about it because Vader would have seen yeah.
2: stuff like that. Vader's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, it's, it's incredibly cleverly done. I'll give all of the people that are in part of it. Uh, yeah,
1: wh- however, it started, and whenever it was finally right, okay. Okay, so if the fake decision had been sorted the day of the show with the hmm. WDQ, when was the screw job agreed?
2: Yeah. I think Vince knew that week. It doesn't seem like it's a, it's a massive, massive call to make on the spot. <laughs>
1: Vince defenders have, already, have always said that Vince didn't want Brett showing up on Notro with the belt even though the WWE contract didn't start till December so it yeah. wasn't like Brett could show up the night after survivors with the belt he legally wasn't contracted yeah. until December he would have been in contract 15th. so yeah. Vince saying, oh but I can't have him show up on Notro with the belt he wouldn't have like, no I if,
2: genuinely believe he would not have he definitely would not have taken that belt to
1: WWE because he was, is a company man yeah like Meltzer claims via Brett or vice versa that Brett got Bischoff's okay to stay longer with WWE to drop the belt the following month in your house to generous next, because that's yeah. one of Brett's ideas, Sean what, Taker, Austin, whatever. Vince, uh, Brett went to Bischoff and said, look, can I delay my start because I want to do business the right way? Yeah. So Eric would have loved to have WWE, WWE belt on nature, obviously, but yeah. he was willing, reportedly, to delay Brett's start. So Vince's fears about the belt being on Nitro, completely unfounded. Like,
2: it was not worth the issues for Eric Bischoff to have that belt show no, up on his show, was it? Not at all. He would have still been tied up in legal stuff now for this.
1: Of course he would have. <laughs> I just, I can't see, and obviously we're many, many, many years removed now from this, I still can't see a legitimate reason someone could give me why Vince had to do that to Brett. I don't know.
2: No, I still feel bad for him. Still feel bad for him. Even to this day when they got back in the ring, would have been, what, eight, nine years ago when uh, they hugged in the ring. I thought, nah, Sean's going to super kick you. He's not going <laughs> he to. He's still a dick. He's going to super kick you, bro. Don't trust him.
1: I just, I don't know. It. There was other ways out. The only thing I'm going to think of is Vince didn't like the fact that he wasn't in control and that's yes. what pushed him. The fact yeah. that Brett could say no and Vince hate the fact that he couldn't go, this is what's happening, and that's it. Vince, Brett could Brett was the one controlling the situation and controlling the narrative. And yeah. Vince didn't want that.
2: Brett's good, Brett.
1: And obviously from then on, we got Vince, Mr. McMahon. Mr. We McMahon got that and obviously everything that followed with that. And we got the attitude era and the whole uh, creative envelope being opened and all this stuff. And again, it's that sliding doors thing. Like if Brett does business and he's allowed to do business the right way. He, what the
2: what, fuck happens? Yeah, what happens? What happens if Brett, if, the, if ends, this ends in double DQ, half of the come out and they beat up DX and then Brett loses the belt to Shamrock, say, or Austin or something like that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What happens?
1: What if Vince, <laughs> what if Vince could afford to pay Brett? What if that, that contract was never even floated ending and Brett yeah. goes on through and, and Brett and Sean do whatever things they were going to do at Survival Series to start with and Brett, Brett goes never into the gets kicked champion. in the head? Yep. He never Sean, never has a never, Sean never hits his back on the casket.
2: Jesus you know? Christ. Yeah. <laughs> the more if, you pick at it.
1: That's the thing, because would Brett have even lost the belt? Like, because Brett had been champ for a couple of months at that point. And yeah. would they have even tried to suggest to Brett he put Sean over at WrestleMania 13?
2: Nah, 14, he loses to Austin. He so, gives Austin the belt at 14, I reckon.
1: Yeah. So but then there was, I think, I can't remember if it was 96, 97, whatever it is, there was A lot of that, wherever Austin was going. And Mm. there was rumours that Austin Bulldog was originally the plan for WrestleMania 13. Sorry, WrestleMania 14. Yeah. Weird at that time. So what terrible. (laughs) That would be awful. So what happens? Like, everything big that has happened to these two individuals, Sean hits the back of the casket and retires for four years. Brett gets kicked in the head two years later and has to retire and has a stroke and everything else.
2: If, if Just those Sean, two things alone. Yeah, if Sean doesn't, yeah, if this whole thing doesn't happen, then if Sean doesn't get injured, then Triple H doesn't become the guy because Sean's still mm-hmm. there. Gee, yeah. Literally everything about wrestling that we as know Sean right obviously now. Obviously
1: wanted to help Trips. Hunt yeah. is not getting that number one DX guy. If Sean's still there. It's not because happening.
2: Sean never has that time off to make the realization that he needs to change. And yeah, fucking hell.
1: Outlaws don't get as big as they are. Billy Gunn, who knows what Billy Gunn's doing now. X-Fuck's not coming back in the same way. I not
2: even think. No. Nothing. We don't don't get John Cena. We don't get Randy Orton. (laughs) We don't get The Fiend. We don't get anything we've got now without that happening then.
1: Literally, that (laughs) changes the entire... There's no Austin McMahon. Stone Cold Steve Austin, as we know him, as the biggest wrestler of all time, the most biggest merchandise seller, biggest everything, if he doesn't have Vince McMahon to play off... It doesn't happen. If Bretton Hart, if Bretton Michaels is the number one Fugan yeah and Austin doesn't get the run to the title at WrestleMania 14, and Mike Tyson that oh
2: Doesn't happen. Austin doesn't it. become Steve Austin, which doesn't mean, which means The Rock doesn't become The Rock.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> <None laughs> oh,
2: my God. The flap of a of wing. That's it. It just, it just changes wrestling forever. So, if, I mean, fair play, Vince. You made the right choice in the long run, but Jesus Christ. I don't, We need to maybe do this one day as a, a project the alternate history of wrestling and what happens oh
1: god the butterfly effect
2: yeah, yeah. that could be quite fun to do
1: okay yeah right let's let's round off 97 then shall we yeah. Um, in your house the Generation X Sean Michaels is the new WF champion defended against Ken Shamrock he uh, beat him by DQ, sorry lost by Shamrock to DQ, Um after the match he was attacked by overturning Owen Hart a crazed yeah. Owen Hart
2: <laughs> defending the family honour
1: yeah uh, t- that was 97 hell what a year Christ <laughs>
2: Quite a bit happened. I, I dare say there's been a more tumultuous year for a single wrestler in wrestling. I mean, Austin had some pretty wild years, but he never had all of this in one.
1: You think, Sean starts the year winning the championship at Rumble. Yeah. He then loses his smile. Yeah. He then comes back. He has the issue with Brett, which lasts the rest of the year. He, and throughout this, he's still putting on classics. Yeah, He's still putting on great matches. The tag match of Austin with Bulldog and Owen. The Hell in the Cell, ground zero. The mm. Bretton Michaels match was good at Survivor Series before Hebner had his way. Yeah. You know, the matches are still great. Despite does this kind of emphasise how good Shawn Michaels is, or is the fact that he's do, he almost feels like he's having good matches to prove that he's that good? I, 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 he's I, yeah, I
2: always get that imp- impression of Sean that he felt he always had to prove himself to be where he was. Whereas I think I mean, we, we talked a lot about Brett because it's '97, but it always felt like Brett didn't have to prove himself. He was just that good of a wrestler that it would have got, he would have got himself there regardless. Yeah. Whereas Sean was, yeah, he was just the skinny guy in the Rockers and the drunk guy and that sort of stuff. And it helped that Vince just loved him, like had a massive yeah. infatuation for him. But he also had the talent and the personality and all of it to go with it. It's it's we're talking about this, knowing what we're going to talk about in two episodes time where we get to the brown trunks and the bob haircut and just a completely different man literally a different man
1: we have so much more to come yet (laughs) so much more to come okay um that was 97 that was sean that was brett that was sunny days that was everything and then some um if if you have any thoughts feelings anything on that one (laughs) uh, get in contact with some normal ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod. What's, what's the email address?
2: Uh, Ring the Bell Pod at gmail.com. And you can also get us on Twitch now. Yeah, you can. Twitch.tv forward slash Ring the Bell Pod, where you can watch us live. You can join in the chat rooms. Uh, just make sure you subscribe.
1: Okay, that was Shawn Michaels. That was 97. Next up, oh, fuck knows, it's all good. It's, just, it's so much. It's so much. Michael is, is the best of all time, but God, he packed a lot in. He did, to
2: me. He? he? really did. Just we a small, f- ma- small matter of a casket match.
1: Yep, that's up next. The casket match. What's going to happen there? Okay, oh, we set it last nice, time. We're going to do it again. For now, Shawn Michaels has left the building because this has been Ring the Bell. I've been Andrew.
2: And I've been Ross. Andrew. Yep. Ring that bell. <laughs>